0: Good morning, Kimiko (laughs) Elizabeth, Glenn, welcome on VH (laughs) Berries.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I am extremely grateful. How are you Mm -hmm. doing today? Well, today,
1: I'm all right. I'm great. (laughs) I'm doing great. I had a great night last night and here I am this morning. (laughs) How about you?
0: I am very uh, excited because today is Sunday and spring (laughs) is not awakening because spring (laughs) is fully awake in the Mm. northern atmosphere of the planet Mm. earth and new (laughs) projects and flowers of yours are now blooming.
1: I love that. That was so wonderful.
0: (laughs) But before we jump into uh, those fantastic projects, Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn, I would love to discuss about the painting behind you. Because we can see a young boy (laughs) taking out his T-shirt at the border of a rectangular swimming pool. Or maybe, Mm. is it... Uh, or is he between the lakes?
1: So the story behind this actually is it's a female. And my um, this <laughs> artist, Jenna Milanese, who's incredible. I'm a big fan of her work. Um, and I have several of her paintings. But this one, um, she was doing a series on um, female inventors. And this was <laughs> her take on... Um, the woman who invented the bra. So that's the story behind this painting. And I don't know, she actually like, she went through a big blue phase where like that was the predominant color. And um, so I don't think this is by lake. <laughs> I don't know where this is set. I imagine maybe a bedroom, but I think it's up for interpretation really. And I kind of like your interpretation. <laughs>
0: It is up for interpretation, Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn. And I mentioned (laughs) those uh, three words between the lakes because that person is maybe choosing to swim whether in the green lake or in the duck lake.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's a definite possibility. Listen...
0: This is a direct reference to the location in which you studied that is called the Interlogen Center for the Arts. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about it?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Every time you reference these things, I'm like, okay, what is this leading to? <laughs> um, Yeah, Interlogen... I mean wow, you've really done your research. Interlochen was um, a place I went to for my senior year of high school. It's an arts uh, boarding school, essentially. And um, they're super famous for their arts um, summer program. And I think it started out as a music thing. So that's like their predominant division. And um, yeah, I went there for senior year of high school and made a lot of friends. And yeah it was it was a very interesting pre-college experience (laughs) but it was it was very much for the arts it wasn't like a board like a mean scary boarding school (laughs) it was like um we were performing all day and it was fun
0: you were performing all day and the world Interloquen literally means uh, between the lakes because uh, this is a small part of land located around uh, those two uh, sources of water and personally uh, Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn what lakes would you choose because on one side we have the Duck Lake who <laughs> looks like uh, me when I'm trying to bake a bagel with its <laughs> peninsula and on the other side, the <laughs> green lake, who has the shape of Kif Chateaulay orange squirrel <laughs> tails.
1: Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, is this a make your own adventure situation? I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the idea of like a green lake. I don't know if that's where we're leading, but... Yeah, that sounds very peaceful to me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I also prefer uh, The Green Lake with uh, the shape <laughs> similar to the tale of uh, Keith Chateaulay. And I would love to discuss about this character because yeah. uh, that Squirrel is at the heart of a new television series in which you are playing <laughs> Uh, the main part. Can you tell us a little bit more about that television series?
1: Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, I've been working on it for years. Um, and such is the case when it comes to animation. It's a animated show on Disney plus. Actually it's on the Disney Channel. You can watch it on Disney um, but or Disney plus either, um, which is great. We love variety. but um, it's based off this character named Kiff. I play Kiff, and she's a squirrel. She's very like has a zest for life. Always like needs to like she has an ad- idea, and then she like needs to follow it. And she has her best friend Barry by her side, who's kind of like you know a little squishy bunny friend who is played by H. Michael Croner, and he is hilarious. Um, he just has this. You uh, just watch the trailer. Um, <laughs> but um, they go on adventures and there's a lot of musical elements involved um, when it feel when they feel called to have a musical element. And it's so fun. It's um, written, it's um, created by Nick Small and Lucy Heavens, um, Ken Osborne. It's, you know, they're incredible um, creators and writers and illustrators and (laughs) musicians and like their this is their brainchild and you know these are people who have won Emmys and have like an impeccable sense of humor so it's amazing to see that like they're able to create a show for children essentially that i can enjoy that i think is hilarious um because that's often it's a hard balance you know a lot of times to create something that's like essentially g-rated like good clean fun but still absolutely hilarious like the situations are ridiculous
0: (laughs) the situations are sometimes ridiculous uh, Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn. And (laughs) when I am watching, for example, from the very first seconds of every single of the uh, 10 episodes, with, for example, Mm. the intro, I feel that the two creators, uh, Lucy Evans and Nick Small are really trying mm-hmm. to conquer the world with that show. For example, we've the name Keith repeated <laughs> 22 yeah. times or may- oh, maybe 23 <laughs> times. If we uh, count the last one as twice, because the last one is longer.
1: Hmm. Ah, I see. <laughs> wow, did you count that? That's impressive.
0: <laughs> I actually did counted it that. It oh was God.
1: extremely
0: difficult to do.
1: <laughs> I know, it goes by quick.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us, um, Kimiko Glenn, about the mm. stories uh, of your uh, character? Uh, because this is a comedy show, but always with different adventure in every episode.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, for instance, in the first episode or two, um, I think the first episode is basically about Kiff seeing that there's a new, um, drinking fountain in town, <laughs> and he wants to be the very first person, or she, I'm so sorry, she wants to be the very first person to take a sip from the drinking fountain, and, and thinks it's like, you know, the be-all end-all, um, but, uh, and she sings a whole several songs about it, <laughs> you know, she is very enthusiastic about the whole situation, um, but, one of my favorites, um, at least in the beginning section of all these episodes is um, this episode called the the fourth or fifth bath. I can't remember if it's the fourth or the fifth bath, but essentially, and I guess this is a thing for big families that like I've never experienced because I had just a sister, but um, <laughs> apparently they draw the bath at the beginning of the night and whoever gets the last bath gets all the recycled water from every other sibling and it's disgusting like the idea of it's disgusting but apparently this was a thing this is a thing for people who have like a big family because they don't want to waste water they don't want to like you know drop the water bill and um yeah it's disgusting (laughs) but um yeah it's like the dynamic of um kiff and, like, Barry's family, who's, you know, the bunny that I was, said bunny, um, that is Kif's best friend, and um, Barry's big family. And um, it's just so silly and ridiculous and so fun. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of great episodes. I mean, there's, like, one called, I think, The, the Pigeons of of the acapella apocalypse or something, (laughs) Um, you know, like you can take that how how you want. And um, I think what was just recently released was um, a musical episode um, where they, so basically um, the episodes are like, I think, um, two 11-minute episodes or something, put into one and in this case it was two 11 minute episodes that were like to be continued so like it was one big episode and it was like the school musical and um of course i loved it because i love musicals so (laughs) yeah it's a good time
0: it is a good time kimiko elizabeth glenn and in definitive (laughs) whether it's the water fountain in the first episode (laughs) or uh, the bathroom. It is better to always be the first one. Always, yeah.
1: Nobody talks about the second. You know, <laughs> is is the point Kiff makes?
0: <laughs> it is the point that kids are making. But this is also the subject of one of the song of every episode because you are singing one original uh, song in every episode, using yeah. your talent as a song, uh, a singer.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I hope.
0: <laughs> to come back to the meaning of the name Keith, I saw that it also means the word cool in South yeah. Africa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The creators are South African, and um, yeah, I guess it's like a, a highly common phrase or, or word that's used in South Africa. I think to be like that's kif, <laughs> like that's cool or something. I might be misusing it. Don't take me on. <laughs> don't take my word <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> but it, this is what I'm told, and I might have misinterpreted, but that's my interpretation of it. <laughs> you can look it up on Google. <laughs>
0: This is your interpretation of uh, that specific uh, meaning, Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn. And another (laughs) interpretation that I truly and 100% trust uh, is about the Mongolian Empire. Because now I know the truth about this chapter of history. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the truth
1: the hard <laughs> truth <laughs> and of course you're referring to
0: i am referring to one of your recent projects called a uh, history of the world part 2 and i would love mm-hmm. you to tell me more mm-hmm. about it uh, because this is modern comedy mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's based off of the original Mel Brooks, uh, movie, uh, History of the World Part One, which I was a big fan of as a kid. I was a huge fan of Mel Brooks, actually. Like, I was obsessed with Young Frankenstein. I think I've watched that movie, like, more than 10 times. Um, and, you know, all, all the people that he would work with in those movies, I just loved. And so, um, yeah it was kind of the thrill of my life to get that offer in my inbox because um they I think they I I don't think they like audition people they just like selected people and I was like oh my gosh they, they picked me how like I felt so special and then by Mel Brooks nonetheless I mean he didn't pick me you know individually but like you know I'd like to think that you know uh the Mel Brooks of it all selected me from above um but yeah it It's really cool It's basically like A series of sketches About like Historical events And um, The one <laughs> I'm Involved in Is about um, Kublai Khan And his concubines And I'm in a segment Called um, The Real Concubines Of Kublai Khan And uh, Yeah It's uh, It's essentially um, Laid out like a reunion Andy Cohen is in it Andy Khan <laughs> lol um haha <laughs> but it's super cool um and also uh crystal Kung minkoff who is an actual real housewife um is in it as well which is i think brilliant and atsuko um and uh, uh a poppy Lou and um scott uh, um scout is in it um with her sister who i like it's so interesting scout um is a twin and um she plays a twin in in the show with her sister and I had actually worked with her on a different show years ago and I had never met her sister um and it was so wild to see two scouts and to also see her like you know do her thing like shine she was so wonderful um yeah that day was so fun especially with the the sheep the goat (laughs) I can't remember what animal it was but it was very cute and he kept um Peeing and and pooping everywhere.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Kimiko, Elizabeth, uh, Glenn. And what I am going to say is going to make Shabby very sad. But my favorite character is definitely (gasps) Flopsy.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't beat Flopsy. Flopsy is a hit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that... From uh, now, um, the favorite uh, partner of uh, Kublai Khan should now be uh, Flopsy, who is actually yeah. who is actually uh, a goat, if I understood correctly.
1: Yeah, real life goat. She was there. He was there. I can't remember. Uh, they were there.
0: Did you have some very um, special memories during the set? Because um, Flopsy had to be on the same stage to deliver an extraordinary (laughs) performance.
1: Uh, I mean, the whole thing was super fun. I mean, Flopsy aside, Um, it was just, you know, a great time to play around with comedy greats I mean greats of our time like um Ike Barinholtz and um Nick Kroll obviously they were directing us and like you know asking us to try out all these different things and and things that I think like even sort of got chopped up in the edit I mean that ended like it all came together so hilariously but like we had a whole like dance sort of situation (laughs) like back and forth dance and um yeah it was so fun to play that day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um and yeah i mean like i'm an animal lover so anytime there's an animal on set it's a good day for me it, it doesn't matter if they're pissing and shitting everywhere i'm in love you know i took a lot of goat content that day
0: <laughs> absolutely just for
1: myself <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn. Every (laughs) time that there is an animal you are uh, having your uh, best life and I assume that on the set Flopsy doesn't need to talk to the manager because (laughs) Flopsy is the manager.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: (sighs) (laughs) This is a very funny project and Kimiko (laughs) Glenn, I would love to retrace your journey that started uh, way before encountering the Duck and Green Lake. Um, It all started in Phoenix, Arizona Mm -hmm. and um, more specifically (laughs) with Mark's camcorder
1: yeah mark yeah my dad um totally um I think that's how uh how it all I mean I know that's how it all began um this is something that just sort of came naturally to me as a kid um I just had like so much energy and and just like I was excitable and just like I wanted to express myself um and I didn't know how um and so I would just like do impressions of singers because I like love to sing and I loved music and my parents recognized that at, at a young age so I got into like you know little groups like choir and you know voice lessons and like little performance groups that were just you know like throw the kid on stage have him sing a song you know that sort of thing where you just sort of like it's fun um but then I started I auditioned for a play, I think, in fifth grade um, for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And um, it was, like, a real production. And that's kind of when I started taking it more seriously. Um, And I guess, I mean, at the time, as a kid, I didn't think, like, I'm taking this seriously. But I just, like, I never stopped. You know what I mean? Like, I I just didn't think about it. It was just, like, what was... My life, it, like it was what I wanted to do. It was a natural fit, and it just like led me in the direction I am today.
0: <laughs> it led uh, to the direction uh, in which uh, you are today, and I also <laughs> learned that um, this place called Phoenix in ha- Arizona was actually. A very big theater scene at that time, mm-hmm. which gave you a lot of opportunities,
1: yeah. I mean, it was oddly like popping. my um I was lucky enough to grow up in like a generation of kids that were really dedicated to like to doing it and to like being the best. and, you know, with a great work ethic Um, because you know you don't always see that I I even see like in the new generations coming up um, you know a certain sort of like it's the the intention is more for the fame versus like back in the day there wasn't like social media or anything it was all for the love and all because we were just like so passionate about (laughs) theater about singing about performing and we just like wanted to have the best time on stage together and it was like communal etc um but I also like was lucky enough to grow up around you know people who are legit working like most of the people that I I like performed with as a kid are like professionally doing it which is really cool like on all different levels like um like one of the I think within one of the first years I think I did like um what is it Winnie the Pooh (laughs) with um Emma Stone but like we were obviously like young and um you know Jordan Sparks and Chelsea Staub and you know uh Max Crumb and all these people who are like legit working and like I could go on and on and on with that list like there are just so many people that and that was such a great example is what I'm getting at. Like to be able to watch people who are actually legit good and very passionate and learn from them. That's like the way I, I do it best. I was actually thinking about this the other day how I've never quite like loved acting class. Um, but when it comes to like acting, I love just like learning in the moment because you're just like forced to deliver and everyone's just like, wanting you to be great and you're with someone who's like hopefully like in the same sort of like wavelength as you and I don't know it's just yeah I think that a lot of magic happened back in the day which was part of why so many of us are still working and still doing it
0: a lot of magic was in the air uh, Kimiko Elizabeth <laughs> Glenn and talking about uh, love and family by expressing your full potential you probably and maybe stepped into uh <laughs> into more singing career by using mm-hmm. all of the 16 millimeter film pellicule
1: what? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I was just joking about the fact that you used all the storage on the camcorder of Mark uh, by using yeah. all the film available in the house.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I did him a favor. <laughs> I think that. There's a lot of fun stuff now to watch back. And I have to say I was a pretty hilarious kid.
0: (laughs) In definitive, Kimiko Glenn, you were saved by the stage and uh, that particular uh, 19th century German fairy tale mm. called uh, Snow White developed by the Brothers Grimm few centuries ago.
1: Wow, I thought you were going to say Spring Awakening, but <laughs> just because I heard Germany. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. There is a uh, Snow White, but also, as you just mentioned, Spring Awakening. That was actually how we begin our conversation. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about this musical?
1: Yeah, well, I think a lot of people know it. If if people are watching this, they probably know because they're probably Broadway fans. Um, or maybe not. Maybe they're Orange is the New Black fans, um, so they might be into TV. But basically, Spring Awakening is one of those classic, I mean, it's not classic yet, but i think it's become a classic um it's like a cult uh like rock show and it's a coming of age like sort of um teen angst (laughs) musical um but it's not just for young people um in fact it probably should not be for young people because there's like a lot of you know sex and like you know there's some really uh deep dark themes within it so um I think a lot of people just sort of, um, were moved by the music, by the story. Um, it's, you know, these kids who are trying to figure out their, um, their sexuality in a way, or, or like how to live. Um, and I guess, I think it was 18th century, Germany, 19th century. I I, I don't know. Look it up. Um, (laughs) it was a while ago. It was like 15 years. Um, but, um, yeah. And I played Taya was you know super spunky and adorable if I do say so myself um <laughs> but yeah they're all trying to figure it out and it's their kind of like moment in time and um they're shielded a lot from the adults and I think it's sort of a lesson learned um about like not having conversations with your kids um not being forthright um can lead to some you know some harsh consequences and realities and yeah it's about that the music is great you should go check out the album which i'm not on but it's great
0: (laughs) absolutely we should check it anyway kimiko elizabeth glenn and you (laughs) just uh, mentioned implicitly um four words which is which represents a television series um, that uh, played a huge part of your journey. Uh, a television series called Orange is a New Black. And I have a copy of the book right now with me. This is a memoir written by uh, Piper Kerman can you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about how it all began starting with for example your appearance uh, in hugs can be deceiving
1: mm. well um in general the show is i think most people know by this point but it's about you know um a character who years after she sort of you know stupidly um is essentially a drug mule um as a young person um gets sort of outed and then she ends up in prison for however long but she's the trojan horse to tell these stories of prisoners um in a women's prison and i i I'm one of them, if you can believe it. (laughs) I'm sort of the unlikely prisoner. I show up in season two, episode three. Hugs can be deceiving. And um, (laughs) my character is a hippie sort of... um, you know, they don't really mention exactly how she got in prison, but I imagine it had to do some th- with some sort of protest because that's in her nature. She's very righteous. Um, she's very talkative. People hate her at the beginning because she just, like, won't shut up. She doesn't know how to shut up, and she's <laughs> earnest as hell and um, has a very hard emotional time. Like, does has, has no hard bone in her body. And then, you know, like, throughout the series you see the evolution of her and like what she goes through and like who ends up having a heart for her (laughs) um because you know she's she's not made for prison um let's just say and um yeah i think anyone should watch it because it's just like one of those shows that i mean it started the whole streaming situation it was like house of cards and orange is the new black were the shows um, that were the only ones that existed on Netflix. Those were the only streaming shows. Other than that, it was like DVDs and like a library of movies and television shows. And then it was those two. And so just for historical value, you should go watch it. But otherwise, it's also very fun. (laughs)
0: Everyone should stream the television series on Netflix and also uh, read the original uh, book mm-hmm. and personally. It's very good. Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn, what is your favorite color? Because in that television series, that there is maybe one that is more prominent.
1: <laughs> well, I have to say I was very sad when I changed out of my orange jumpsuit because I felt like I looked really good in the orange jumpsuit and a little bit washed out in the beige, but it's okay. It's all right. I'm mostly grateful that I was essentially in pajamas the whole time. But with that said, I think my favorite color is purple. And by think, I know. (laughs) Like lavender, I think, is just a beautiful color. And I used to, for the longest time, paint my apartment in new york um purple like i would paint my room like like lavender um and it always just like made me feel like i was getting a warm hug at the end of the day somehow um i've since evolved from that you know white walls now um just kidding kind of a minimalist vibe
0: (laughs) favorite colors are always evolving in every mm. uh, person. Kimiko Glenn and purple is very colorful. It can also be uh, the color of some uh, berries and fruits. And I am wondering, mm. because this is now in spring, what are your upcoming fruits and flowers that are about to bloom? Because mm. I noticed that you have built more than half of your filmography over the last 1,000 days, and I am very curious about the next 1,000 days.
1: Oh my gosh, well, um, in this moment in time there's about to be a writer's strike. So I feel like, (laughs) I I feel like all is unknown at this point. But. yeah, I continue to work on a ton of animated series, which I have grown to just adore. Um, I love it because A, I have a recording studio. I can just like pop over to my backyard and it's, it's in my garage. Um, and just sort of like plug in and be like, Hey, I'm at work now. And, um, and the shows that I work on are so fun. I love children's programming. I've I've realized like how much I really appreciate it and how much I love getting scripts every week and seeing you know like what the kids are learning, um, and uh, and getting to sing all the time. It sort of itches that scratch because like I moved out of New York. I'm I'm in LA now. Um, I don't get to sing like on stage in that way anymore. And and frankly, I I sort of like ended that career um so i can like you know for my life i just like want to live in la with the sunshine and um so it's very convenient that i'm able to sing in some capacity like on a regular basis uh as part of my job uh part of my job so that is great and also you know like there are a lot of things in existence now um from those uh animated shows that are on spotify so i feel like really grateful that they're like i mean they're all legitimized but like there's something really special about like being able to just like listen to that stuff in your car um centaur world is like a great great two part album um with a ton of broadway uh people in it people that i've admired since i was a kid and um, My Little Pony has some bangers. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, oh my gosh. And Waitress, obviously, speaking of theater shows, like Waitress is one of those things that a lot of people love. And um, I obviously loved as well. And it's the Broadway show that I did. And you should check it out because I love my song. And it also went randomly viral on TikTok. I don't, I think it's sort of died down, but the song like truly like people were doing their own videos and they were hilarious, like interpretations of the song. So, yeah, all this to say what I'm working on now is myself. I'm traveling a lot more than I ever have, um, because I've spent so much of my life working. You know, I I spread myself so thin throughout the years. I've been doing this for 15, um, which is half my life. And I sort of had to come to Jesus last year, like amidst the pandemic. I think we all sort of did some self-reflection. And I was like, I really just need to like leave when I feel like leaving. And like take the reins of my life and live it as fully as I can because, you know, who knows what tomorrow brings? Like we can say like, oh, I'll save for retirement or like when I get this amount of money, I'll do this. But at the end of the day, you never know, tomorrow's not promised. And so I was like, I gotta just like, see all the corners of the world and enjoy that. So like, I have a lot of trips coming up and that's sort of like what it is. And of course I'll come back if, you know, work calls, Um, which inevitably it happens when you leave, but yeah, I'm excited. (laughs)
0: Kimiko Elizabeth Glenn You may be leaving for holidays But your voice will always (laughs) stay on the screens Because I truly (laughs) believe that through voiceover You are entering the childhood of every human born after 2015 (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) it's true you know what's funny like a lot of people um like when i'm recognized out and about they recognize my voice like (laughs) they sort of like they think like somehow they've um like gone to school with me or something but like a lot of people are like i heard your voice and i turned around like it's it's interesting at this point i've done so much voiceover and i i can't hear myself because i'm me but i guess i have a very distinct voice so people recognize it i don't know it's kind of interesting
0: absolutely you uh, might be recognized uh, with um, my little pony with (laughs) a baby shark or Mm -hmm very soon and because of that introduction um spelling 22 times your character names (laughs) as Keith Chatterley (laughs) yes i am looking forward to see uh the season two and everything that comes out in the next one thousand days thank you very much Kimiko, Elizabeth, Glenn.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.